Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Rudo and AJ coming at you live here the day after Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Final, which the Avs won. Uh, wanted to dig a little bit more into... I guess we could call it a controversy. I don't know if it really is a controversy, if I'm being honest with you. But, uh, so we were trying to figure this out live on air last night, which I feel a little bad about because I just kept derailing us. Uh, but really, like now that we've had a full night to kind of digest it, figure it all out, and and like watch the re- watch replays and get all the different looks, and you know, really sink our teeth into. What was what like what they were upset about? I guess my my real question here is: Is this a thing? No, it's not a thing at all. It's not even a little bit of a thing. If I'm being honest with you, yeah. John Cooper got mad about a line change, and yeah. apparently isn't even mad about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I watched his his media from today where he was just like, "Look, I was emotional. It was a tough loss." <laughs> Fair enough. You know, my bad. (laughs) But it wasn't, it wasn't, I would, I would be like, I, first of all, I love John Cooper. I think he's a great head coach. Um, and, and I, I think that, uh, I, I floated the idea last night that I thought this was tactics. Yeah. That I thought, I thought this was him trying to juice up his guys because the the three peat has clearly not been proper motivation to get them through the avalanche. Yep. Uh, you know, it's gotten them close, but it hasn't gotten them across the line. And so I was I thought it was gonna be more of a uh I thought it was gonna be I thought it was it came across to me like not salty grapes so much as we've been wronged. We have to we have to right sure. the injustices of the world now. And, something for fuel a little bit. Yeah. And and something to something to kind of get his guys going. And then he comes out this morning and he kind of eats it. And then Ryan McDonough was like That happens constantly. It, I guys we call that a line it. change. Yep. Not a big deal. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it was, um, 
you know, I just thought it was it was a really weird 24 hours. And then you have like Darren Drager going on TSN and being like, the Colorado Avalanche continue to get so lucky. And it sucks that he's like, oh, Nazem, Nazem Kadri's big moment is marred by yeah, this. And it's like... Such a weird take. Such a weird take. Do you think that in five years we're going to look back on this and be like, but the too many men, like Lightning fans will, of course. Yeah. They will take this to their grave. Only them. The rest of the NHL right. world won't care. In the same exact way that the St. Louis Blues fans are taking Kadri Rand Bennington on purpose to their grave. Yep. They and... they worked the like those are the guys, like those people will forever have this grievance that they hang on to. But, like, the rest of us, it's like, if we combed through every single game that the Tampa Bay Lightning won on their path to two cups in a row, how many times would we be able to find a game in which they didn't play particularly well, caught a couple of breaks, and then snuck one out at the end? Plenty. Because there's one in particular <laughs> that I'm thinking of this year where they gave up a game-tying goal to the Toronto Maple Leafs that got pulled off the board because of an yep. interference call. Yep. And I thought it was the right call. All good, right? Like, hey, it's interference. That interference call has not been made again this postseason. Straight up. Straight up. And that's where everybody gets frustrated with officiating. And, Yeah. That last comment that just popped up on the screen, a hundred percent. It's a lucky break. I mean, is it is it even it. that lucky of a break? Honestly, the too many the too many men. No, but the yeah. way that uh, I would say Colorado the game as a whole, last sure, night, sure, fuck yeah. Obviously, two ridiculous bounces for two right. of their goals. You get you get two like just a comedy of love of good fortune yeah. on those two goals. But there is nothing lucky about yeah. the goal in overtime. One that's of your defensemen a, make a play on that one. That's a great play from, that's a great play from Darcy Kemper. That's a look at that rocket of a pass from Lekkanen. Yep. And Kadri just knifes through those guys. That guy's got a broken thumb. And that guy just danced your man's <laughs> Sergachev. <laughs> Yeah, it, it like it's, it's a got, wild one to me. He got danced, like swallowed up whole, put on the post game menu, like just eaten up by that. And I, the Tampa Bay goals aren't, are, we're not. I, the first goal, I'll give you. There's some good fortune there. The second goal, look, the other team, the other team's goalie failing to execute in any meaningful way is not really. I don't view that as good luck. I, I view that as that teams play the game and guys have to execute. When a goalie doesn't execute, he doesn't. In that way, then the Avs' yeah. entire seven nothing win is lucky because Vasilevsky was like, "There's a free one. There's a free one. That puck gets through me. There's a free one." You know, I don't view those goals as lucky. I'm talking about you throw a puck at a net like last night. Uh, it rebounds off Vasilevsky and kicks off of the back of McKinnon's skate and then hits Vasilevsky's skate again and like trickles in come on 
here's the thing. And I go back to the Avs Blues series. And I get, look, the Blues and Tampa are not the same team. I, I understand. Sure. I understand it's a different level. But the Avs did a very, very good job in the Blues series of not letting the luck own them. Yeah. They had a lot of bounces that weren't going their way, and they still got up off the mat every single time and found a way to win games and that series. Oh, and, and their game two loss against St. Louis is off the back of goofy shit that happened to them. Yep. Jordan Cairo stick rides up Sam Gerrard's and goes and, and like goes far corner. Yep. David Perron has a has a one timer that is an inch off the ice. It rides up Josh Manson's stick and under Darcy Kemper's arm. Yep. On a five on three, no less. Like, yeah, man. Like they got they got some good break there, but more than anything, like the Blues beat the Avs that night. They yep. got their good fortune and then they they finished the job. And and then you saw in other games they got good fortune, but they couldn't score a real goal. Straight up, they couldn't. They had to actually like be like you. You just you cannot win a series like that. So yeah, you know what the Avs got lucky last night. But you look at that overtime goal. You look at that how that overtime got played. The Avs dominated that shit. Absolutely. And to be honest with you, Tampa Bay in overtime. Tampa Bay was the lucky one to have not lost already, especially with that Bo Byram. It smokes the post after a puck gets through three guys on that backhand. Like, yep. yeah, man, Tampa Bay, this is hockey. Like what we're describing is hockey. This is the push and pull. There's a little bit of good fortune scattered throughout all of these games. This is why they play seven. Because you don't want one game to decide this. Now, if it gets to a game seven and, you know, bounces and life. <laughs> but you had six games to get to that point is, yep. is is what's up. And, like, ultimately, you got to overtime. Each team got to reset. This is, this is exactly the scenario. This is the world the Tampa Bay Lightning have been the shit in. Yep. Close games tooth and nail like just big go, moments you don't have to They've go far just... back the ranger series they won multiple games that were 1-1 with five minutes left mm-hmm. didn't happen here how did they how did they finish off the panthers yep like one of those games is going into overtime and ross colton gets he just goes and parks himself in front scores with three seconds left in regulation and they win they're going from they're going from okay, we're headed to overtime to your season's over. Yep. Darren Helm can relate. <laughs> but you know the thing was like and and a huge part of this, they get that five on five goal. Yeah. It's the first five on five goal that the Lightning give up in six games. At home, yeah. At home, yeah. They've been they've been crushing it defensively, right? Kind of opens it up. All right, great. Now that that's done, five on five goal in overtime wins it for him. Yep. Like that, the Avs got the Avs got lucky last night. The Avs played a good hockey game last night. Tampa Bay played a good hockey game last night. Tampa Bay got a little lucky too. But when it came when it came time when it came time overtime, man. Yep, Avs put the pedal down. They dropped the hammer on the champs. 
And as I said last night on last night's post game show, they took that from them. Yep. That had all the hallmark uh, trappings of that being a two-two. Tampa Bay is going to build off of this. They're going to feel great. They're going to oh, they're going to roll into to Denver with all the momentum and the Avs are blah 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 blah. And mm-mm. Yeah, I guess if Evan continues to insist on saying places, <laughs> they Avs dead ass are bussing for real. For real, for real, no cap. <laughs> please please stop playing video games with younger people <laughs> yeah I mean look no one again no one is going to remember all the weird stuff no one's going to remember the lucky bounces no one's going to remember the nonsense the controversy mm-hmm. at the end of the day Everyone's going to remember Kadri won a game in OT to put the Avs one game away from winning the cup. Going to remember, you know, going to remember the Kadri goal the way that I remember Chris Drury's goal in game six in New Jersey. Yep. That's how it's going to go. Or, you know, you know, if they don't win the cup, we don't remember it at all because we brain bleach this as hard as we possibly can <laughs> and never think about it again. Also true. Also true. Um, but I don't. Uh, I'm. I'm not about that, Mike. Um, I'm not about it, man. You're. You don't like the general tone of the fans. The, the Avs fans have waited 21 years for this. They sat through a lot of losing hockey, man. This is. This is the shit. Lefty. Le, they're up three-one. They're on the verge of it. Game five could be a coronation. It is going to have to be their best game. It's okay that people are excited. We don't have to, you don't have to feel the same way as other people. It's totally cool that people are excited about this. It's totally cool, man. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I think the fan base is a little all over the place. Dude. Not really sure what to is. do with itself. Yeah. The fan base is made of people and people yeah. all process this shit in their own way. For sure. No doubt about it. I mean, um, I, ref- I refuse to like, like, I feel guilty that we have to start creating, like, if they win the cup content. Because I have refused to be like, no, it's always if. It's always if there's no win. None of that shit. It's if, 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 if. We we got ahead of ourselves last year and, and drank the Kool-Aid. And, you know, if you understand where that phrase comes from, we drank that Kool-Aid. And this year, it's one game at a time. One game at a time. But it is okay. Let let yeah, let let people enjoy this, man. This is the stuff that this is the stuff that you sign up for in fandom. Um all right. I got a question for you, AJ. God, the donut line when Tyler Arneson was the center. <laughs> Who uh who's going number one overall today? You know, it's funny you ask this because <laughs> If you had asked me before midnight last night, uh-huh. I would have said Jabari Smith. Okay. Uh, He's the favorite. To yeah. One overall. I would have said Jabari Smith, but the money moved a lot to the Duke kid last night. And that makes me wonder, what's up? All right. So we'll, we'll see. But I'm still, 
if the Magic make the pick, I am betting on it being Smith. All right. Well, you can go over to DraftKings Sportsbook. We're taking this as our pick of the week. If you want Jabari Smith, he's minus 350. So a safe bet, perhaps. But if you want to take a little bit of risk there, Paolo Bonchero, the the Duke player, plus 200 to go first overall. A lot of money moved on him last night. Like a lot of money. Yep. Interesting because a lot of people have expected Chet Holmgren to be OKC's guy at two. He is minus 500 to go second for the record. So I gotta wonder what's going on with that. Some interesting stuff there as well. You can go bet on the NBA draft over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Of course, you can bet on the Stanley Cup final. You can bet on all sorts of other crazy sporting events as well. Highly recommend you go over there. Use the DNVR code to sign up for a new account. Right now, you can bet $5 with a new account on the NHL Stanley Cup final and you get $100 in free bets just for betting. You don't even have to bet correctly. So jump on that. Uh, DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup final. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, of course, brought to you by Sexy Pizza. They had the uh, delicious delivery pizza in the pregame for us. By the way, Sexy Pizza, are the Evs 3-0 when Sexy Pizza actually gets delivered? Or is it 2-0? It's more It's more than that because we got it all Edmonton series. Did we get it? So they're like 6-0 with yeah. Sexy Pizza. The one game the one game we didn't get it uh, was game three. Yeah, I, I don't I think we didn't get it for game two as well. But, You're right. We also did not get it for game two. But they got it for game one, which the Avs won. Got it for game four, which the Avs won. And then the Edmonton series. I I mean, really, like. <laughs> this doesn't matter. Of course not. They're, course they're not. 15 and three in the postseason. Pretty easy to catch like, those dubs. Yeah. Nonetheless, it doesn't, you can go, it doesn't matter what the hell we've done, man. You can go get sexy pizza either way and get 15% off when you go to sexy.pizza. That's www.sexy.pizza. Use the DNBR code for your order. You can get plain old pepperoni or you can get one of their crazy philanthropies, which is like cream cheese and jalapeno or their pesto pizza. Bunch of options from them. Highly recommend you go check out sexy pizza today. Uh, Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So, the Avs are one win away from the Stanley Cup, heading into Game 5 at home. They have an opportunity to do it in front of the home fans. I want to start here because the war of attrition is starting to spiral. Uh Obviously, on Tampa's side, they lost Chernak last game. <laughs> yeah, so Chernak gets hurt on that PK that the Avs score on, and he doesn't, he can't move. Yep. Uh, McKinnon, uh, McKinnon just takes advantage of the fact that Chernak can't move, steps into him, yep. steps into that space. So sick. And then uh, does not come back. Like, like he, I think he's gone. I think they said he sat on the bench, uh, which, you know, we've seen from guys before. 
didn't play. Yeah. Yeah. We've like I think last year we saw Eric Johnson sit on the bench for a game where it was like, look, he's leadership guy and he's dressed, so we like his, you know, get out there yep. and chatter, right? Yep. But didn't play. Um, you also saw that weird moment with Sorelli later in the game with his arm. Yeah. And then come uh, back and play. Apparently there was a camera uh, shot from one of the TV broadcasts that if was inside Tampa's locker room and caught Pat Maroon helping Sorelli put his gear on. Yikes. Just to go into the third period. And look, when you you talk about Sorelli was like a major X factor in this series coming Definitely. in. His defensive excellence, his ability to produce a little bit of offense, although it hadn't happened much in the postseason before the series. He gets he he gets uh, he gets the first goal of the game last night. Like with no Braden point, his importance is magnified. Him having a problem is a huge issue, especially with Nazem Kadri, not only back in the lineup, but like functional and like not yeah, how their team operates. Like yeah. Nazem Kadri last night, we talked about it in the post game, and Nazem Kadri went head to head against the Stamkos Kucherov Palat last night yep. and kicked the shit out of them. Yep. And when they don't have that depth, when they don't have that center depth to, to do it, it's a huge advantage for Colorado. And if Sorelli is that badly compromised, coming back to Colorado, where Bednar can pick his spots a little bit better, ugh. yeah, it, it's, uh, it's going to be a good it, time. That pendulum swung hard in Colorado's favor last night. Um, if, if Sorelli plays, but he plays the way that he was last night, if Chernak doesn't play, Chernak is really, 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 really important for them because when they're trying to lock things down defensively, it's McDonough and Chernak. Those are the ones who take their, they take the toughest D zone assign assignments. Not Victor Hedman. Hasn't been Victor Hedman for a couple of years now. It's not Victor Hedman now. We've seen in this series, Victor Hedman, I think he'd eaten up at times defensively. Yeah. Uh, and we, we saw Sergachev last night on the on the just get destroyed, man. Winning goal just gets chewed up by it, by Kadri. So it will be really interesting. This war of attrition started the the series the start of the series. Tampa Bay's favor. Braden Point was in the lineup. Yep. No Kadri, and then no Kadri, no Burakovsky. Point unfortunately could go, so it was kind of it kind of was sitting in the middle there. Maybe a little bit in Tampa's favor, just because the Burakovsky thing really went their way. Well, the, it's more than now. That. You, you also you're also seeing a bunch of lingering things with guys like Kucherov and Paul, and and it goes both ways too, right? We saw Josh Manson really laboring at times in Game Four. Wouldn't wouldn't put his hand on a stick, and then yep. wasn't an issue the rest of the game. So maybe we were just at the moment, but you know, you know, you know. Devon Taves is battling something. You yep. know that that guy is fighting something. Yep. You've seen that. And and these are only the ones that are obvious, right? <laughs> no doubt there's a bunch of other Knicks and Knicks and Knacks all over players in this whole series. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the, the, the list is going to be 
when this series ends, oh, yeah. the team is going to come out and be like, all right, this guy's dead. This guy needs body <laughs> replacement surgery. This guy, he's not playing anymore. <laughs> this guy you might see you might see in December like we'll <laughs> yep like it's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous honestly yeah it, it's gonna be actually crazy how many injuries I think come out of this series one way or another so and I don't I don't necessarily say that as like a like a like glorifying <laughs> like these these guys are warriors you know and all that but i mean this is just the reality like these guys these guys have laid it all on the line for this and there's gonna be a cost no doubt about it when the abs go to finland to play columbus next year there there's a there might not be a couple of cats that go with them (laughs) because they're not recovered from this series yet uh, Travis asking any chance for Berkey in Game Five? Sure, don't I, feel good I about it. Stay on with you. Yep. Just seeing the the level of wrap that he had on his hand yesterday he wasn't even wearing his glove. Yep. Uh, I would say maybe maybe end of maybe end of series at best. I just don't. I'm just not sure that that's going to be. Feasible. Ed, the the Ed, foot was already giving him problems. He can't hold a stick right now. It's like, dude. Yeah. And and make no mistake, uh, despite both these teams having all these players with nagging injuries, they're still going to go out there and put on great games, whether it's one more, two more, three more. Uh, They're going to go out there and lay it all on the line. So you can only play the game you're in. As I like to say, mm-hmm. and the game. I mean, this in. is this, and I'd love to touch on that for just a moment because we've talked, we've talked all year about what made this Avs team different, why we thought that they had a chance to be different come postseason, is because the way that they were winning games in the regular season, they were coming back, they were dangerous in the third. It was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of different styles of hockey being played where they were successful along the way. Yep. And when they got into the postseason, where they got a little bit lucky, no doubt they got a little bit lucky, is their route to the cup final. The Predators weren't a real hockey team. They sucked. They did. Yep. Their style was irrelevant. They were shitty. Uh, but, hey, that's also what happens when you finish with the top seed in the regular season. You might get a shitty team that year. Yep. Nashville was shitty. Um but then you go <clears throat> you go on St. Louis was really good at what they were really good at, but they had a couple of fatal flaws. Their defense wasn't very good, especially beyond Justin Falk, really yeah. like Justin Falk was like Pretty. their one pretty darn good one. Pretty solid and then Colton Pareko Dick Letty, those guys got the holy shit kicked out of them in that series. Uh, their 920 goal scores like failed to show up yeah. for the majority of the Most series. Most of them ghosted. It was like three of those guys, as yep. as is what happens in the postseason usually. Um, but the Oilers in the conference final was like this is an extreme version. Of what the Avs used to be. 
Yep. The and, full one direction play. <laughs> yeah. And it was all offense where it was just like the best defensive team can come out of this. Yep. And the abs were clearly. It was not close, especially with the injured Darnell Nurse. It just wasn't close. Absolutely. It just, it really, like, like McDavid and Drysdale, like, did what they could. It was yeoman's work for them to be as competitive as they were, but no. And then, and then you have Tampa Bay. Like, Tampa Bay, that's not a style matchup for Colorado that you would pick. Like, you would have taken the Rangers because you're like, dude, yes, Shesterkin is nuts, but are you serious? You speed bag that team, yeah. They're going to put 50 shots on goal a game. Now, they might only get three of them, but we feel like there's a pretty good feels here about that series. (laughs) Tampa Bay Bay had the kind of high-end talent, had the goaltender especially, had the defensive structure to really stress you, to really push you in a way you hadn't been pushed this postseason. And we've seen that come to fruition we've seen that be true two overtime games in this series absolutely two overtime games and they got bodied in one in another game yep so you're you're a a bouncer two away you're you're two plays away from being down three one in this series but you're up three one yeah but what i'm saying is, is what we've what we've talked about is that's that's what made this team different is that they found ways to be successful in all manners of style of games this entire season. And the lightning, the lightning are looking this. I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like I'm putting it all in the past and that it's over because it's not. They're going to have to where Mike was correct in the chat earlier. They're going to have to play their best game of the series to, to, to get across the finish line. They've got to put the finishing touch on the series, but they are. They, they have earned, I think, from me anyway, the benefit of the doubt with the way that they have played uh, in yeah. really this whole series. Like, they, you really had one bad period so far this series from Colorado. Second period second of game period three. Second period of game three. Yep. Yep. And the rest of the series has been competitive at worst, and the Avs have been better. Yeah. So... It's it's really hard to put a bunch of holes in what the Avs have done so far. Of course, they still have to close. Of course, they yeah. still have to win one more. But, but they've earned their way here. And yeah. it was last night. I mean, we talked about in the in the Bednar era, we've talked so much about the team's struggles with comebacks. They now lead the NHL postseason this year in comeback wins. They were yep. tied with Edmonton until last night. And that's against Tampa Bay, who I believe was six and one, maybe seven and one, when entering the third period with a lead. I'm, I'll check. But they were they had only lost good, one yeah. game. And that was Game Five against St. Louis. Yeah. Um. No, I mean Tampa Bay. Oh, they, mean Tampa, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had had been nails closing out games, and nine comeback wins. Out of fifteen of them, they've had to they've had to come they've had to come from behind at some point in the game, but it's specifically going into a third period, down to Tampa trailing. Bay. Yeah, to to Tampa Bay, you're talking about a team that has been absolute like world class. Yep. 
So just to just to give you context here, <laughs> this is actually funny. I say this. Uh, Tampa Bay is now seven and two after last night. They were seven and one. Sure. Uh, when leading after two periods, this postseason, Colorado was nine and one. When trailing after two periods, Tampa Bay is two and five. Yikes. And Colorado? Everybody else in the postseason either had zero wins or one win. The Avs are three and two. Is that, uh, as Jesse would say, a championship caliber team? I think it's a championship mindset. That Fair enough. They have... They have been, they're three and two. They have a winning record in games in which they have trailed going into the third period. They've also only trailed five games going into the third sure. period of these playoffs. They've played 18 games and five of them, but that's, that's the difference though. Absolutely. They have, uh, as you would uh, use on Twitter, the hashtag found a way. Because. You look at some of these other teams that did not care. The Carolina Hurricanes had seven games in which they entered the third period trailing. Yep. That's that was half their games. They played 14 postseason games. Seven of them. They entered the third period trailing. Couldn't win. <laughs> you know, you look at uh, Edmonton, six of their 16 games. They entered the third period trailing. Yep. You, these teams, you just don't win in the NHL. You just do not win very much from behind yeah. when you enter the, the the third period while trailing. Their th- Colorado's three wins, I'd be willing to bet you, is more than some NHL teams had this year. I definitely believe that. <laughs> okay, uh, it's actually more than no, this six is NHL teams. Yeah. Okay, six NHL teams this year. Had had less than three. Brutal. That's Brutal crazy. And the Avs have done that in the postseason. And there's like six other teams that were that had three during the regular season. Not bad, Colorado. Not bad. So they're far. just great, man. They're just great. And somebody in chat um, mentioned uh, Travis Yost's tweet today. Yep. Uh, that they. With their XG the numbers, yeah. Well, and and he said, are they are they a Mount Rushmore team? Because the only other teams that they are in contention with, I think, were 2009 Red Wings, which yep. were utterly dominant, and the 2012 Kings, which is they went, I believe, 16 and four, something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I assuming. Well, we shouldn't assume if they get over the line. I think the answer is yes. I agree. Well, if they if they get over the line tomorrow, the if they get over yeah. the line in five, it's definitely yes. Yeah, it's a hard yes. This isn't even a question. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, I think it's a conversation. Sure, fair enough. We are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can go get some of that at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find it near you, or come get some down at the DNVR bar on Friday for the game. Should be a fun one, uh, one way or another. The bar is going to be absolutely rocking, so that'll be fun no matter what. 
And we're also brought to you by Green Mountain Dental Group. You can go to them and get your cleaning x-ray and exam, and they'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush just for taking care of your teeth. They're just 15 minutes from downtown over in Lakewood. Highly recommend you go check them out. We've had a ton of people switch, and pretty much everyone says they do a great job. So go check out Green Mountain Dental. Uh, again, right over there in Lakewood. Super easy to get to. The best family dentist around. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. As we get into what the Avs need to do in Game 5, one thing I saw talked about a lot, a lot, a lot, probably in part because Kadri brought it up in an intermission interview. Avs go home to Colorado where the ice isn't intentionally garbage. How much does that help them? A lot. I mean, I don't think it's any accident that Tampa Bay has their most success when they're playing on chopped up ice. Yep. Because the ice in game one was kind of iffy. Yeah. Uh, they get into overtime, and then the ice in both games in Tampa Bay, not very good. The best ice of the of the series was game two. Yep. Now, I'm not saying if the ice is good on, on Friday night that I'm expecting the Avs to turbo dunk them, but you never know. <laughs> it's not off it, the table. Well, I just think it certainly helps because they want to uh the ice the ice it's not even like the skating so much as it is the way that the puck reacts to the ice. Sure. It's just harder because, to make skill plays. Exactly. You can make a lot of you can make a lot of of uh, of high skill plays at speed when the ice is good, reliable and it's soft and and the puck is react is it's you know and it's flat. Uh, when everything is bouncing, it's all choppy. Then, you know, it's just not—it's uh, just not the same. You're really—you're—you're you're fighting it a lot more. There's a little bit more out of your control, and and there are some elements there. I—we saw the Avs battle. We saw Tampa Bay battle it a little bit. Yep. Like bad ice is a challenge for everybody. This is not a Colorado-specific like problem, but. It there definitely is of randomness. Yeah, there definitely was a team last night that, of course, they're more comfortable there. Yep. So <clears throat> you get Colorado back if the ice is good, uh, if the ice is like it was in game two and they can play with that speed. Uh, sure. They still have to actually play the game. Of course, of course. <laughs> but sure. Yeah, the ice is like it's it's been odd to to see the ice become like a that big of a talking point like a, like yeah. a talking point because you're like yeah. really is this like the is this like the altitude version of talking about altitude if you're a <laughs> flatlander like anywhere that's slightly warm or it's like well the ice is gonna suck <laughs> yeah like i like yeah the ice was not good there's no doubt and like again good good fortune here they went to edmonton Edmonton is known for having great ice. Um, I actually don't remember thinking about it at all. Yeah, me either. But cool. <laughs> Neat. Um, look, after games one and two, we basically said the Avs don't need to change anything. Is that still the is that still the mantra heading into game five? Yeah. Okay. I mean the. Look, like last night was an interesting battle. It was a good it was a good push and pull. Each team had their moments, but 
Tampa Bay didn't. Tampa Bay had a great first period. We talked about like, hey, the one nothing, seventeen to four in shots. Like, you're lamenting the fact that you left offense on the ice there, and they did. They definitely did. Then the one goal that they got. Kidding me? <laughs> you look at the two. You look at two. Both goals that they scored last night. Really, you look at four of the five goals that scored last night, and you're kind of like, this is a little silly. <laughs> you for real with this shit? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough on that front. So it it's it will be interesting, right? Because <clears throat> there's just a different feel to elimination games. Yeah. And no matter what anyone says or how anyone feels about it, it's just a little bit different. Yeah. Well, and this is where Vasi's made his whole career, right? Yep. That when it comes elimination time, the guy just doesn't give up goals. This is the greatest test yet for him. True enough. He's going to have to do it three times in a row. Avs, they only have to win one. I, I, Honestly, you said it before the show, but I think that both of us are just ready to... Is it 6 p.m. on Friday? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so... Hopefully we can get there very, very quickly. Uh, we, can, we can keep this one short. AJ, any any final thoughts here heading into game five or anything else you really wanted to touch on? Oh, man, I just... <clears throat> it's been... I'm, I'm curious to see how they handle the moment tomorrow. Yeah. Because they've been so mature. They've Up been so point. focused. Yeah. Does anything change? Now, yes, porn, porn bots! bots! Are we the only... Definitely right. the only thing ever anywhere on YouTube cheering for porn bosses. Yeah, Definitely are we the us. only chat that every time a porn bot shows up, we're like, yeah, porn bot, baby! <laughs> uh, no, I, I just think that I'm I'm curious to see, like, one last test, right? Because there's there's nothing, there's no prior experience that can prepare you for this. Playing for the Stanley Cup. They've been competing in the Stanley Cup final, but <laughs> tomorrow night will be the first time that it is in real. The, yeah. It's in the building. It'll be the first time that it is something that they are tangibly thinking about. It's in front of them. It's right there. Yep. I I'm really curious to see how they handle that pressure to uh, tomorrow because I think that's going to be a huge part of it. We know Tampa Bay is going to be comfortable. They have nothing to lose. It's like they're, it's they're, they're, you can't ask for anything more. <clears throat> their, their back is against the wall. One more loss. And that's it. That's it. They're done. They get to go home and they get to rest. They get to relax. They get to recover from an epic run, an epic, like all time great run. But they, How does, how does Colorado handle that moment, man? Yeah. I want to know. Like, I I want to fast forward to it because I want to know. This is the last test that stands between them and history. It's it's truly it's truly something special. No matter what happens, it's something that the Abs fan base will never forget. So, highly recommend you pay attention to it. Uh, did just want to drop this quick knowledge bomb that AJ had the other night. Kale McCarr, 
this year, currently the fourth most productive defenseman in playoff history. Mm-hmm. We'll probably finish there unless he has another. You'd have to have it, a, four well, more points to. If they, if they if they go to seven, there's a chance you know you yeah. could you could definitely see him moving up that list, but. Um, it would take if they if they finish it tomorrow, it would take an Edmonton five point night for him to move up the list. It's, you know, still not bad when you're throwing your name around with guys like Paul Coffey, Brian Leach, and Al McGinnis. So. Yeah, his point per game ranking is high. It's also um, in in fourth of players that played at least two series. Yeah, well, of the of the top scores, I think Coffey is the only one that has a higher point per game. Yeah, correct. Of the guys who have more points than him, yeah. Coffee did it. Uh, Coffee did thirty-four points in eighteen games, I believe. Thirty-seven, uh, 37 points. 37 yeah, points. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he passed Miro Haskinen, and Miro Haskinen had twenty-seven games played. Yep. To get to Just... the twenty-six <laughs> points, yeah. Kale McCarr did it in eighteen. Uh... Yeah. Eighteen, dude. Imagine if Kale McCarr had twenty-seven games played. <laughs> <laughs> like you're talking about you're talking about a guy who has a 40 point postseason yep as a defenseman yep. you're just anyway okay. um yep. yeah we're not gonna get into the con smite stuff i just don't really i don't know vote for shesterkin <laughs> uh we do have three super chats to get to here really quickly great let's hit them $5 from Joseph saying, who do you think is the Smythe front runner? There's obviously Kale, but I think you could make an argument for almost every guy in the top. <laughs> I think because of that, because of the fact that you can make an argument for so many different forwards, it's clearly McCarr. Yep. He's he's the standout defenseman for sure. Five dollars from yeah, I agree. Five dollars from Miss Truly. I'm just feeling hella smug about all these people who are like Tampa's been down two zero before with the Rangers. Avs ain't the Rangers, motherfuckers. Yeah, they are not. The it was so weird to watch Lightning fans be like, "Oh, Avalanche fans are so arrogant." Like we weren't just in this progression, and it was like you realize how arrogant you're being while your team is down two zero, right? <laughs> It's a little weird, for sure. Well, and then, like, you get out on the other side of it, and you're like, turns out they're not the fucking Rangers, eh? Huh. <laughs> Who could have known? Who could have known? <laughs> Thank you for the five. And five more from our Moisters. <clears throat> kind of off topic, but there was a video posted of the watch-along reaction since it went dark. Was there? Uh, was there? I don't actually... Did it I'll go... tell you, I didn't... I didn't Did think it about even it. go dark? I don't think it went dark. I didn't think about it at all. Uh, let me see. Let me look really quick. <clears throat> while you while you check, chat. Yeah, no, the the watch along still up on YouTube. You can still get. You can still find it there. Yeah, I mean the actual camera turned off though, as all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It came back like right as we were. Yeah, there's no. There's probably no angle of that then because the camera just died at the worst time. It was fine. I mean, we didn't do anything. Yeah, we just kind of sat there and yelled. And then the camera came back on and you saw everyone hugging each other. So it's fine. Yeah. The the bar reaction is great because you see JC just eat it. (laughs) She falls down like like 10 seconds in and then gets back up and then is like like hopping around and is. Oh, it's so funny. 
so much energy. Yeah, the bar reaction, just the whole video is awesome. Um, <clears throat> no, so I was gonna ask, uh, chat, can you guys name which which without looking? You cheat holes. No, they can't. Can you name which Avs player has the most game-winning goals this postseason? Because Rudo and I were doing this last night. For some reason, I don't remember why I got on it, but I was trying to name all the game-winning goals in order from the entire from the entire Avs postseason. None of these are correct yet. <laughs> There we go. There's yeah. one. Yeah. There it is. Arturi Lekkinen has Arturi three. Arturi has three. And then there are three guys. <clears throat> three guys tied with two. Val yep. Juskin, Nazem Kadri, Andrew Cogliano. <laughs> As we all expected. Yeah. The craziest part of this. Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. Zero. Not a single game-winning goal between those two cats. Yep. So. So when the next time when I say it takes a village, that's, that's the shit I'm saying. Mean. That's what you mean. Uh, <laughs> yes, Kemper does have a game-winning assist. It is true. Uh, okay. We're going to get out of here for the day. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume the pod. We appreciate it so very much. Uh, y'all are awesome. We'll be back tomorrow pregame, watch along postgame one way or another. We'll fight through the lag for you. Uh, so we hope to see you there. And until then, we will talk to you on the next one.